When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. From Postcard from the Past and Wardour Studios, this is Podcast from the Past, the Postcard Podcast. This is the show where we do what I suspect the postman's always done, read the back of other people's postcards. Each time, I guess, bring in postcards that for some reason they've kept, cards that mean something to them, and we find out just why they decided to hold on to them and what memories those little pieces of cardboard can unlock. I'm Tom Jackson, and today we're diving into a fantastic day as my guests on this episode are Jenny Landreth and Nick Hayward. Jenny and Nick, I'm delighted you're here. Hello. Hello. Hi. Thank Hello. you. Hello. Likewise. It's lovely. Jenny Landreth is a script editor, writer, and psycholutrist. That is, in case you didn't know, a cold water swimmer. She's written two guides to London, one about great trees of the capital and one about the best places to swim. But it's her latest book that's making a splash. It's called Swell, a Water Biography. <laughs> and it's a f- it's a great word isn't it that is it? a brilliant I'm so, word the, the I'm title so is good yeah. the title is good but the subtitle yeah. <laughs> a water biography and no one else can steal that now no that's yours yeah it's a fascinating mixture of personal swimming memoir life in and out of the water and a social history of the pioneer female swimmers who broke down barriers sometimes literally to give women the chance to exercise compete and have fun in the water And it's a very funny, honest, incisive book. I'm not the only one who thinks that because Swell recently won the Sunday Times Sport Book of the Year. Yes. High five. Thank you, Nick. Jenny comes to us today franked with a slightly soggy Sutton Coldfield postmark. Jenny, do you still send postcards? I send fewer than I receive. I like to think of myself as a giver and not a taker, but actually when it comes to postcards, that's not true. I love getting them. My family religiously send them wherever they go. My mum, if she goes up to Aberdeen for two days, she will send me a postcard. So I'm much better at receiving. Okay, well... And a glad receiver. That's 50% of the process. Yes. Good for you. Now, Nick Hayward, you'll be well aware, is a singer and songwriter who in the early 1980s zoomed from Boy From Beckenham to smash hits cover star and Top of the Pops regular. Sporting Aaron sweaters and sensible hill-walking socks, Nick was the front man with a brilliant and hugely successful Haircut 100. With the band, he had four UK top ten singles, each slices of perfect, pure, lambent pop funk, including Favourite Shirt, 
open brackets, boy meets girl, close brackets, fantastic day and love plus one. He went on to have solo hits including Blue Hat for a Blue Day and Whistle Down the Wind. Now Nick is back with a new album, Woodland Echoes, and his music is still delivering a summery, life-enhancing sparkle. And as mentioned, Nick has a postmark from Beckenham in Kent. (laughs) Nick, when did you last send a postcard? Oh, that's a long time ago now. I've got out of the habit. That's why I follow you. (laughs) (laughs) Because you're my connection to postcards and all things to do with postcards and the humour of postcards. And uh, 50 Years Adrift by George Harrison is one of my favourite books because it's filled with postcards. You know, John Lennon's are so cutting, as you'd expect, but they all had this kind of secret because they couldn't reveal themselves on a postcard. So, But the humour's there. So to see them displayed there and and then the explanation of what the postcards are and where they came from and what they were doing and where they were and when they were sending them from... I find that fascinating. The details semi-secret language postcards because the postman can see it. Yeah, that's lovely. Jenny, I'd have thought postcard images might have been useful in researching your book. Is that is that right? Um, Well, postcards have been run through my life for definite. From I mean, I'm very much of the generation that postcards from the past. I am from the past, so I kind of really recognise a lot of what you're doing. But yes, I certainly now have used a lot of watery postcard images. And I, I think if anybody sees a picture when they're away of anything like a pool or some, you know, women at the side of a pool, they send it to me. And I'm always a, a glad recipient of those because it means I've got a great stack now of, of postcards with great images, whether it's from uh, Budapest, you know, the great open water baths or Iceland or wherever people go, I get sent pictures of their pools and it, that's ace. Mm. <laughs> Suits me really well. Yeah. And how about the vintage pictures from the the early days of postcards? Do you have many of those uh, old black and white images from? I, I have a few. Yeah, we did use quite a lot of those in the book, and there are some stonking ones. Just because people in old costumes look hilarious, and there's you know there's a great value in comedy. I'm I'm definitely of the of the belief that that comedy is my is my value. So um, some of those ones, you you know the the girls, the, the poses that they pulled and the outfits that they were required to wear are hilarious. So, yeah, I have got some of those. And Nick, you, I think, are the first guest we've had on this podcast who has appeared on the front of postcards. And to prove it, oh. here's one that I found by chance going through my big cardboard boxes in the garage of postcards. Look at, oh and I God. came across this one. Wow. Does it ring any bells? And I remember the photo session. I'm holding a pipe, actually, there. It's not got any <laughs> tobacco in it, but... Was that wow. your? That wasn't your thing, smoking a pipe, was it? I, uh, I was an that. aspiring pipe smoker. Were you? Yeah, I wanted to smoke a pipe because, it, to me, it was. I saw a picture that wasn't a postcard that could have been a postcard of my father outside a a pub with his mates, and that, uh, they were all crowded around a Humber, and they all had pints of beer, and they all smoked pipes, <laughs> and I th- and they had white shirts rolled up, and it was summer, and the you know hair was nicely cut around the ears and it was quite high as well and I just thought they looked the coolest guys so was there a parallel there with the Aaron sweaters and that oh, whole it sort was, of yeah. boat Seeing, club look yeah it was you know 19 I suppose 1930 late 30s early 40s yeah so it was a, bit, a period that was really ins- inspirational now that card I don't know if you can see on the back as far as I can see that came free with Weetabix <laughs> so, oh, Nick, that's, look at that. that's, the, that's the highlight, isn't no, it? Presumably, it is. presumably Weetabix paid you an absolute fortune for that. Absolutely. <laughs> it, when I found it, I was amused. I was amused because I, I had the notion we might be talking to you. Yeah. But also that's used, that card has been used to answer a competition on the radio. So on the back, 
the message it's a series of songs and titles someone's put there and I don't know if it's the, you know what was the mystery <laughs> tune or so I, I think it's is it the radio or is it a magazine was it rock it? quiz Sunday Mercury oh it's, be it's, a, new, it's a, newspaper. a newspaper it's a newspaper um, very good well I'm delighted we've got a real postcard star with us today yeah wow. Jenny you've been <laughs> kind enough uh, to come onto the studio today armed with postcards of your own and I just should just quickly remind listeners at home that images of all the cards we're talking about today including um, Nick's triumphant appearance on the Weetabix card are on the website so you can play along at home <laughs> Jenny share with us the first card you brought along this is the first card I brought along which I am not sure where it is because this is a photo taken by the sender and he's had it made into a postcard and there's so there's no indication of, of where it's actually from. It looks like the side of a tidal pool or something going out into the sea but it's it's very blue, there's lots of sea, one side is, is slightly more uh, choppy than the other side. It's a very dreamy image, isn't it? It's a very dreamy, very swimmy image and I bought this card along because of what it represents in terms of a friendship group that I'm part of. Um, I was sent this card by somebody that I've never met and probably will never meet, a man called Amro, who I have followed on Twitter since... I, I've been on Twitter since practically before it was invented. And in the early days, it used to be really lovely. Oh. Um, and everybody would chat and it was very friendly and nobody would come on and say, you've used the wrong pronouns or something. Um, so it was very, it was a very much more calm and chilled environment. And um, I started chatting or actually I started really hoping this guy would follow me, a guy called Amro, because he was erudite and esoteric and funny and a very lovely person and eventually he did started following me so that felt like a little victory to me and um these are twitter victories aren't they? these are twitter yeah, victories yeah. yeah in the early days now now i kind of i care a bit less i guess so i've never met this guy and but we used to talk quite often and there was a little gang of us and we used to talk mostly about art or music or tv or you know the mm. stuff that the, the stuff people talk about meals whatever you know music and he messaged me to say can i have your address which I gave him, and he started sending me postcards. So you moved from the digital realm to the real into re- bits yeah. of cardboard coming through your letterbox. Bits of cardboard. And on the back, his one says, Dear Jenny, what a time to be alive. Um, <laughs> what an opening. That's, That's great, isn't it? U- universally yeah. usable. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least your book will be uh, an escape from the GE, General Election, oh, okay. and the inevitable Tory landslide. We're triggered, aren't we? Love from Amro. Oh, well, he was half right. Um, so this will have been before one of the general elections that we've recently been forced yeah. to undergo. Um, and it's, you know, it's a kind of scrawl. But in you'll notice in proper fountain, it looks like he's it's written with pen, a fountain mm. pen. And his writing's quite hard to understand. And he sends these cards and I send them to him with just, you know, sentences that kind of float in the air from nothing. Just little, well, you know, what a time to be alive. It's a you, you don't get to say that or write that in many contexts. And the, the fact that you can put it on a postcard and send it to somebody. Mm. So you're right. You're right. It sounds like you're writing. He's writing cards. You're writing to each other cards that a bit like what I'm doing on Twitter. They're already concise. You don't have a lot of uh, the upholstery, the dear this, dear that. How are you? It's lovely. It's sunny. So it's all you're going straight to the philosoph- philosophical yes. moment. 
And actually, I think what he's done with his is set the tone because with him, I would never flaffle on and go, oh, I'm feeling a bit this, I'm feeling a bit that. I would just get straight to the meat of, went to this exhibition, because I now asked him for his address, and we now communicate. And there's a gang of us on Twitter who all get AMRO postcards. Mm. And when one comes through, somebody will say, AMRO postcard day. And we all go, oh, you're, you're part of this gang, and it feels like a really good gang of people. Thank you for that, Jenny. And thank you, Amro. Thank yeah. you for yeah. generating this little kind of wave of friendship across yeah. your across your, your group. Well, Nick, what's your first delivery for us? Um, which one should I go for first? Uh, this one, I suppose. This is of a lake. It's a lovely uh, classic picture, isn't it? Yeah, I've got it in Florida, in Tampa Bay. Uh, so we've got trees, we've got a lake, shop. we've got mountains. Yeah, and it looks like from... I don't think it's got a date on it, actually. Oh, no. 1953. Oh, yeah, oh brilliant. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's the sort of uh, post-war dream, isn't it, really? It's, it's in Canada, Lake Louise. And, uh, and I was so taken by it that I fought to have this on the front of my new album rather than a picture of me, which the promotion company was saying, you've got to have, surely you've got to have a picture of yourself. I'm this sure is, that's a, quite a big battle as well, isn't ex- it? It was, yeah. <clears throat> so I fought for this... $1.50 postcard, and I got it on there, and um, the album hasn't done well. <laughs> <laughs> and it's all because your picture's not on the front. <laughs> but I just, I don't, I don't know why I fought for it. It's, it's weird. I, the postcards yeah, what what have, appealed to you? Why did you want that one? I, postcards have always appealed to me. I had an album called Postcards from Home. Um, I liked, I followed postcard records in Scotland. Of course. Um, and then uh, by the word postcard, you know, just being taken in by the word postcard, it's just a lovely word, postcard. You know, I even bought a book, postcards from the edge or something. You know, I'll always buy something with postcard. This on is it. excellent news for me. Yeah. <laughs> I follow. Yeah, I've got, uh, I've got, I've got one, one book sold. Everything I publish. Now. <laughs> yeah. So um, and even it's funny, but Sarah, my fiance, we kind of connected through postcards. She used to send me books with postcards in that she collects and um so the postcard was very strong there i feel there's a romance with postcards it was part of our and we we did meet online right but we didn't know we didn't speak we didn't know what we looked like we just just felt a strong connection there's that strong connection isn't it through words is and through images uh and i used to like the postcards that she used to put on on her page, and and I thought, why am I having feelings? I don't even know this male <laughs> or female, this person. Why you can suddenly the imagination goes off, and a tangent come all everywhere, something, and you have this closeness with with somebody. It's lovely, and um, so yeah. Do you think it's nostalgia that draws you to something like that? It's a very old fashioned. The colouring looks very old fashioned, and. Even the conventional view feels a little bit old-fashioned now. Mm. But you're from Beckenham. You wouldn't have had... I mean, that does, that's not a view that... You, you know what I mean? No, I but I've had a north, kind of northern hemisphere attraction uh, all through my life, I think. I just... I love something about the northern hemisphere. I mean, the look of this, Lake Louise and that whole kind of... It's a big romantic landscape. Isn't it, it is, isn't it? And I, That's even, not Beckenham. No. And, you know, <laughs> there I was in Beckenham writing about where does it go from here? Is it down to the lake I fear? And there's the lake. And here's the lake, and I don't fear the lake anymore. <laughs> and it's, but it's deep. Uh, there's stuff going on under the lake. But, you know, you float around on the top of the lake. What a lake signifies, symbolism of a lake. 
quite so, deep. And where does this card live now? Well, it's, it was, did leave in my lockup. I wanted to bring it over here because I bought it from there. I thought I'd need it over here. And so it's got a bit, little bit creased now because uh, uh, Sarah put it in her pocket yesterday to bend over to pick something up from the lockup. <laughs> and then suddenly realised, went, oh, no. Oh, so never it's already got character. Yeah. You know, it's already creased. And, and there's no writing on it, which is a bit sad. There's nothing on the back. No, but maybe for the record sleeve that works because yeah. it's, the messages are, are in the record. Mm. Well, that's brilliant. So th- this is not only have we had you featuring on a postcard, we've now got a postcard from your latest record. Yeah. So we, we, your postcards are woven into your life. I, I think and also because the album is, is well, it's about nature, the connection with nature, but it's also the connection with Sarah because we're both into nature. So it's, it's got a romantic side to the album, which I didn't realise until I was doing it that that was there. And uh, some people heard it and just thought, "Wow, you really, uh, you really like it, don't you?" <laughs> <laughs> like, what are these songs about? They just seem to fit on the album, honestly. Yeah. You know. <laughs> so, um, and it—that's probably why I fought for the postcard because postcards have been part of our life. So, so it's a shared thing. And she is from Minnesota, which is quite northern hemisphere. Yeah, not so far from there. Yeah. Well, that's fascinating, and and I, I'm I'm delighted you could bring the original I and mean, the original artwork yeah, for a record. That's fascinating to me. I think you need to go there, Nick. Yes, yeah, something is going to try and find need, that you position. See that, that looks like a little shade. You, you need to, something needs to happen under that little shade yeah. there. Go Maybe for a little swim the in the lake nice and try and find that find that shot. See where the trees are. You probably find they moved the mountain or something in the They've picture. It's great, not real. Just here, there's an yeah. enormous <laughs> sky. Nice messages from people actually saying that it's still oh brilliant quite kept originally that that way so it's a beautiful lake apparently so that and that's that's the spot to take the picture from yeah and i really like that scene in goodbye mr chips right when they fell in love on the mountain top a kind of echo and that's similar to the album i've used similar images like woodland echoes and i have a song called mountain top and that scene really got to me when i watched it and uh i was just i know i was in fact the whole film when i put it on is the robert donut version oh yes and I was in floods of tears, and I didn't know why. And I think it helped when I had both parents die, but I wasn't really f- grieving. Right. And I was wondering why, and I, I thought, when am I going to grieve? Yes. And then watched Goodbye, Mr. Chips, and there it was. It all just poured out, and the, especially this scene when they meet uh, on the mountaintop. Yeah. You know, because he's, he's, he's got quite a sad life, you know, dedicated to his boys. Yes, yes, yes. I think so. I don't know what it is that goes on with, with some a film that you really resonate with, but when it does happen, yeah. it's, all, it's unconscious almost. It's, because it's not conscious, you're not going, I'm going to cry. That's the whole yeah. point about music as well, at funerals. It can, it can he- <clears throat> help you release emotion. Yes. Well, we're British. Uh, I've, yeah. I've, we've no idea where our feelings <laughs> no, are. No, no. But sometimes they're in a film and sometimes they're in a record. <laughs> but when it kicks they're there off, then we really lose yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> or a dog. Yeah, we'll go to that later. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's that. I'm, I'm, thank you for sharing that with Nick. It's really, um, you know, it's, it's interesting. It's pop, and it's also profound. So that, that, that's amazing. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. You're listening to Podcast from the Past, the Postcard Podcast. And my guests today are writer Jenny Landreth and the singer and songwriter Nick Hayward. Jenny, what's the second card you have for us today? Okay, this second card, well, it's a historical image on the front. We march with Selma from Selma, Alabama, and actually that's all very current. Uh, And the film Selma was released in 2017. This postcard isn't resonant for me because of Selma necessarily. It's more about the journey that the sender was on when he sent us this postcard. My sister is married to a guy from New Zealand, and he went in the summer on uh, a kind of cross-America trip. Ah. And uh, he sent us this postcard from his travels. But when he was there, he is very interested in aviation history. And he went to the Pensacola Air Museum, and he found an aeroplane there, a Catalina, I think it's called, that my father had flown in 1943, the actual plane. He took a picture of it and sent it to us, and we all uh, were quite gobsmacked and amazed. And I actually still can't quite get my head around the fact that my father, this guy from Birmingham, flew a plane that's in a Florida museum. It seems seems too much for me. It seems too much to kind of understand how how all those pieces Mm. fit together. He was a dentist in Sutton Coalfield. You know, it's... (laughs) But before he was a dentist, before he was married, he was in the Air Force in the Second World War and trained in Florida for a few months. And we have all we have from that is his logbooks, and he's sadly long dead. So, you know, all those stories have, mm. have gone. And and he, he, had he been alive, he'd be in his nineties. So a lot of his colleagues and people he f- flew with would also no longer be here. So to see this plane, I mean, obviously, I've just seen a photo of it, but. My brother-in-law saw the actual thing that my dad, as a young man, had sat in and flew mm. in this kind of whole other, whole madly other world from yeah. Sutton Coalfield, Birmingham dentistry. Another world, it's, another life. Yeah, totally, but not another life. His life. Yes. So, you know, that's uh, that's what this postcard about Selma represents to me is that that trip that that kind of brought this whole other side of my dad slamming into my current life Mm. Um, and you know of course that's 
all married up with loads of sadness uh, but and loads of pride and lots of in, you know really wanting to investigate and you know you, you know all, all of those feelings that we have for things that that have gone um so yeah extraordinary so, for me. so that card sort of set off a chain or was a link in a chain or set yes. off a chain reaction of yes uh, of thoughts and of, memories yeah and very and you know for him for my brother-in-law he he actually has this experience obviously he never met my father he di- died long ago but you know to a kind of connection for him in into our family and yeah all all sorts of really big hefty most and very positive emotions you know mm. obviously massive sadness too but you know mostly thinking of this guy who led this other life uh way before we were on the scene Flying, flying Catalinas in Florida in 1943. That's, I mean, that's crazy. Yeah, it's amazing. That's amazing. the stuff of movies, isn't it? You yeah. Know? Journey, thank you so much for sharing that Pleasure. card with its um, complex combination of, of social history, of personal history, and family stories. Really, really, really interesting that so much is, is wrapped up in, in, in a little card. Hmm. Nick, you've got a second card for us, I know. Yep. Um, Tell us about it. What are we What are we seeing here? Uh, this is Mermaid Street in Rye. Oh, lovely! And uh, I went there in probably ninety three. I'd say ninety two, ninety three. First went there. I just I went. I was going through some uh, personal stress. <laughs> I'm laughing. They're so English, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Personal stress. <laughs> oh, 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 how silly of me! <laughs> yeah, that's to make it us was all just feel, a divorce. Feel okay <laughs> with it, I think. And um, so I needed to write the lyrics to this album that became an album called Tangled. So I just drove to the coast, and I think it was West Wittering. Oh, yeah. And I didn't feel so comfortable there. And I started to just get in the car and just drive along the coast. I thought, I've never done this. I've never actually driven along the south coast. And I went right the way along to Hastings and then just started to drive up and found Rye. I'd never been there and stayed at this place called Jeeks, which is beautiful, and in, in Mermaid Street. And it was like £16 a night. <laughs> and uh, so I stayed there. And Those were the days. You must have been really flash spending £16 <laughs> pounds a night. <laughs> I thought I could live here. Yeah. I really could. Yeah, work in fact, it out. I did. Yeah. I lived there practically did because you? I was writing. Just Everything fell into place. Like snow, it was really easy <laughs> there, and it hadn't been along the other side of you know, West right. Sussex. Why is West East... Wittering not so good for writing? Yeah, Rye good for writing. Don't know why. It may why? not have been the environment. It may just have been personal, but I just felt comfortable there. I was going in the cafes. I felt good writing in cafes. You can just—it's not like being in a room with nothing else is happening. There's lots of things distracting you and moving around, and you can kind of write some stuff and. Uh, I don't know, don't know why it is, but cafes feel good for me for writing. And then walking. When you walk, the lyrics pop in. They're not there, so change the env- environment, you know. And out, you know, whole verses would come, walking down the street. Bit of mm. fresh air, and change rhythm, I suppose. Rhythm meter. So yeah. then, what do you do with them? Are you uh, can you keep them in your mind until you get home and you can write them down, or do you recite them into a dictaphone, or do you just keep chanting them over and or just well i think what happens is they've gone out of your mind by the time they have a lot of the time they've flown away and they've gone forever and you just have to rely on the unconscious to deliver them back to you okay (laughs) (laughs) maybe better maybe they come back better yeah and you do have i remember listening to paul mccartney saying john lennon and him uh were if they were worth it they'd come back if they did forget them so they felt the 
worth of the song was based on whether you remembered it. So I thought, okay, if I so I, if I do lose lyrics, then I know that they're going to come back. So, but it does help, and I think that's why I became a songwriter. It helps put melody with the words. That's how you remember them. I mean, that's how I remember words from a long time ago. It's you put a bird song with it, and and a tune. Yes. And there it is. It's cool. a lot easier to remember. It's like me remembering somebody's name if you put something associated with it. Yes, and also if you ask me to recite some lyrics to a pop song, I don't think I could. But if you play the introduction to it, mm. you they just it come, don't away. they? Yeah. They're in yeah. there somewhere. Yeah. Things that, that's the way your brain works, I think. Mm. Well, but but uh, Mermaid Street in Rye, didn't John Keats write a poem about the Mermaid Inn? I think he did. Ah. So, you know, you're in good company there. Yeah, and Henry James and lived at the top. At the top of the road. Lamb House, which is lovely. And they're still just, you know, cafes have come and gone and new ones. There's one in, new one I've found called Fig. Which is nice. It's just, you know a bit far and ball. So this this is, st- <laughs> this is still world. a place still a place you visit. Yeah, I've just um, been there for the last two months. Wow. Yeah, just living there in a holiday let in uh, a medieval road <laughs> with cobble streets, and it's been it's been lovely. I got to know quite a lot of people there, and uh, the lady in boots, in fact, who's into Gary Newman. Uh, <laughs> did she, did she know, tell you that? Did yeah. She just oh come yeah. Volunteer that when you get that musician thing and they say oh you're a musician and stuff okay. then you get the musical chat oh I'm into Gary Newman and you know I follow Gary Newman on Instagram so we had a Gary Newman festival for a while why not a few minutes. why not you needed to show her your postcard of you on a Weetabix well that, that, you need one of those in your pocket to go, does, yeah, does yeah. this ring any bell <laughs> does this look like Gary Newman <laughs> yeah. to you it's quite funny because she, she said there's there's a dark side to Rye you know uh-oh yeah, I, do you really want to live here you know you were, you were there long enough to see <laughs> to start to... Inter- or instantly interesting okay. yeah. and, 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 and Nick what was the dark side yeah. of Rye did um, you discover it I did feel it it is there I, I mean I you know to get esoteric for a bit there is apparently it's uh, positive and negative ley lines apparently there that go right oh. up from the, the coast from St Michael's Mount apparently and when they get wow. there they're not just positive they're negative too so oh. there's this maybe that's why writers do go there and find it it's good for writing lyrics especially then I was trying to somehow communicate what I was going through so it, it wasn't always good but you know they're pop songs <laughs> so that bittersweet thing really worked then in a, in a pop song so maybe that helped that positive and negative it's a strange uh, place who knows right whether now, it, it is true or whatever I don't know but it's because Rye is a seaside town but the sea went away yeah it's a so citadel that's isn't just that dried strange, out you know, no, wonder, no wonder it has a strange atmosphere to yeah. it because you feel like the sea should be there and actually you have to go all the way out to wherever it is mm. Canberra Sands mm. Dungeness to get to the sea yeah it's like and you've been lovely walks along. There's a nature beautiful. reserve along the front now by the harbour, by Rye Harbour. You walk for miles, and I've never been to Rye. Ah, never. Ever. Well, Jenny, go. I'm know. entirely sure you should be in this room. Really, sorry, you might guys. go. Oh my God, what am I writing? It's what bad earth is this? <laughs> but you've got to go quite a long way to go swimming. Yeah. That's the problem. You wouldn't, you wouldn't <laughs> yeah. like it because the seas are seeded. I'm standing there in my swimming costume. Yeah, right? I'm ready. Yeah. <laughs> Where do you go when you go swimming? I, I swim uh, in Tooting Lido, which ah. is just up the road from me. So, yeah, I'm very lucky to have that on my doorstep. Well, very lucky. Almost on my doorstep, so. Yeah. They're coming back. There's a Rido, Lido, a, a Lido in Reading now. Yes, I went there the other day. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. 
It's quite posh, isn't it? It's very posh. But <laughs> is it a new Lido or yeah. it's a, it's the a, new concept of a it's Lido? A, it's isn't an old it? one. It is actually an old one that's been amazingly restored. Right. Um, it, look, have you been, Nick? Not yet, no. But I just got shown the pamphlet, and yeah. I was like, I'm going to go there. Yeah. It's a really that's good place good. to go and hang out for a, a morning, and then have an amazing lunch. They do ah. their, ca- their cafe restaurant is really, really good. Mm. I like going for a swim and then being able to have a gin and tonic at the end of it. Oh. I think that's. You know, that's how swimming should be. So long as you do it in that order, then, yeah, so then, like, yes, then, then yeah. everything's fine. That, that way round, yeah. <laughs> Please drink responsibly. Yeah. yeah, I like to feel on the edge of drowning. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> always good. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> the well, edge of drowning. Actually, that's a bit dark, isn't it? Yeah, and it could be a song title. It yeah. could be, because I want to get dark on the next album, because I've been very light on this. Next one, yeah, I want a more I, of a balance on the next one. Your your style seems to be that you're a cheerful person on, on the am, record, at least. Underneath it all, cheerful, yeah. yeah. <laughs> underneath this, this doer and miserable exterior. Yeah. Well, you know, life is a balance, isn't it, of misery, and because it's through the misery that you find the joy. Yes. You know, and vice versa. <laughs> yeah. Well, I remember Neil Tennant saying, "Listen, if you want to be taken seriously, don't smile." Yeah. So there is something in that. Just be serious to be taken serious. Oh, yes, there might be. But the world. And I no, thought, oh dear, yeah. what? But the thing is, I think you know, there's a difference between being taken seriously and people actually enjoying your music. Yeah. And I think uh, if you'd all been miserable in Haircut 100, I, I don't think. Oh, we were. We're, really? Should, yeah. In reality, yeah. Okay. Let's settle, or reveal settle that. in now for, for the real stories of. But this is where you need a pipe, Nick. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Draw on your pipe. Now. Yeah. No, I, I think I can, like be, I, I can see it now, actually. I can see it. Is, it, yes, is, it, is, this, is that Blair? Yeah, he, that's Blair. He, he, he drummed cheerful. on the new... He's, he's my mate in the band. So you're still working I mean, with I've got, him? I've got other mates in the band, but some of them are... Some of them, it's tricky, you know. Some of them, you realise, why do you hate me? What is it? My oh, it's my existence. <laughs> <laughs> well, you were you were very young. You was a long time ago. That That's very a long, long time, time ago. ago. Yeah, ancient Different almost people. now. It feels feels like I speak to Graham a lot. I love yeah. the jump around the shoulders. And yeah, Blair's he's a fantastic drummer. And you, so you still work together? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's from the states, wasn't he? Yes, he's uh, Memphis. Memphis, Memphis, Tennessee. That was a good place to come from. Yeah, he'd. I mean, this is the story. He has uh, he had nine brothers, and they were all drummers. You're joking. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And one of them died in, a, in a plane crash yeah. with Otis Redding. Oh, You're okay. joking. Yeah. Wow. Blimey. And his parents uh, hid the Beatles when they came to the area from, you know, running away from screaming. Oh, children no, so he... ran into his house and they hid the... Surround them with drummers. They'll never come <laughs> <Yeah>. in. <laughs> and then Blair ended up drumming for Paul McCartney... For ten years, right? Just you know, the kind of nineties, Paul McCartney. Right, yeah, yeah. How funny! Brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Everything goes. And he said, in you know, I my parents hid you guys. It's yeah. Like, <laughs> you know. I wonder what Paul McCartney made of that. Yeah. They all say that. They all say that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Nick, thank you very much for sharing your card of Rye and the stories where that Paul have... McCartney lives. Where? Yes, just up the road, isn't yeah. it? Does he still live there? Yes. Port, is it Port Lim? 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 I don't know how to say that word. Lim? Peasmarsh. Peasmarsh. That's a lot easier to say. <laughs> <laughs> Time for another quick reminder for our listeners at home. Uh, wherever you're listening, perhaps someone else is home, I don't know. Uh, the images of the cards that we have discussed today are all on the website, so you can see exactly what we've been talking about. And that includes uh, these next ones, which are in the at-past postcard style. Aaron, the Isle of Aaron, 
This is uh, obviously in honour of uh, Nick's uh, sartorial choices as, as a young man, his, his, his jumper wearing. Um, nice picture, they call a multi-view. Um, there's Lamlash Lag, Blackwater Foot, Whiting Bay, Holy Isle. So nice, nice view of the Isle of Arran. Mm. And here's the message. I spoke to the coach driver and he said he knew Dorothy and would point her house out and even stop if there was time. But in the end, did neither. Well, that's the beginning of a novel. Story that's the first of disappointment. Opening lines, that's isn't a, it? Yeah, that's a great line. Yeah. That's almost all we've got time for today. But before we go our separate ways, doubtless Nick to a recording studio somewhere. Jenny says she's going to lunch, but I suspect she's off to find a patch of icy water. <laughs> I've got just one more postcard for you both. Uh, Jenny and Nick, have you seen this before? No, I haven't. Oh, Ooh, there's a hole in the middle of it. Oh, yeah. And look. Chosen especially for you, Jenny, a bit, of, a, bit of, a bit of swimming going on there. There's is quite a lot of swimming going on, but look, it's this bit that I'm... Is it Portofino? Looks like. Can we turn it over and Do see what it's like? Yeah, 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 it's all yours. I mean, it's not all yours, but it's yours for now. The singing postcard. Oh. Oh, my goodness. <gasps> not 45 RPM. Plays 500 times perfectly. And, and, then, and then what happens? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, public erection, is that? I think you may have misread that, Nick. No, no, no says, there is, yeah. Public erection. Yeah, there's a public You're erection not going to have on a there. public erection with this postcard or yeah. something. Yeah, it must be great, the music. Can you imagine? Overplay, yeah. A little bit... Um... Public erection is prohibited. You've just ah, given it public quite erection. Right, quite right. <laughs> is this private? Quite right, too. Yeah. yeah, I mean, private erection, probably okay. That but... is, I want to send people singing postcards, but I want them to be of me singing. Please. Well, I'm sure that could be arranged. <laughs> well, Dave, Dave's been watching us through the glass uh, like creatures in an aquarium. Uh, he, um, let, let's see if he could if he can um, turn the old technology into new and uh, get some sounds out of this. Actually, one of the coolest things that I own, which I will never get rid of, is a floppy disk from uh, Vic Reeves in about 1993 that was Ooh. given away at a a flexi disk. Yeah, little one of those little black. Yeah, flexi rather than floppy. Mm. When they just they used to get on the front of NME. Yeah, you'd, you'd yeah. get them off. In fact, there was a yeah. magazine called Flexi, Flexi Pop. Was there? Flexi Pop. Flexi that was Pop. it. Yeah. Just gave I'm away sure those. You had something on there. I did. Yeah, it was a a song that I did a demo of, and um, I think it was Nobody's Fall. And I used to do the demos in the studio where I go to this place called Elephant Studio and and think I was the Beatles. So I'd play the drums oh. and then play the bass, and it was sounded like the Beatles. So I'd make <laughs> it sound like the Beatles, and. Uh, that got put on there, and uh, that was the beginning of people going, oh, look, always a proper musician. Oh, yeah. <laughs> have you right. still got them, Nick? Have you, yeah, I've still you, got them. Have you got good, really good archive no. history, of, um, apart pretty, from this postcard, Weetabix postcard? Pretty good. If you pop Mum this was on, pretty good. And we can see what's going on. This is really exciting. I like the idea. I think I'm going to do one of those. Yeah, I, I think you really around. should. Yeah. It's the next step With, from your special yeah. edition, postcard. limited. Ah, yeah. I don't know how you do it now. Oh. Can you hear okay? Yeah. It's rather beautiful, actually. Quite dreamy. Yeah. Vibraphone, is it? When you're... Romantic. Oh, 
Is this the sound of a Yugoslavian beach, I think? <laughs> ah. Perhaps something really serenaded at on the you. bar later, yeah. maybe. Yeah. Aren't crackles romantic? Yeah. I miss crackles. There's plenty of crackles on these postcards, musical postcards. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the only one you've got, Tom, or have you got a little stash of musical postcards? There might be more than one or two. <gasps> so can you imagine receiving this in the post and then playing it? That would be just... It's a double whammy, isn't it? I'm going to suggest it to Amro. <laughs> well, as we leave the romantic sound of the Yugoslavian beach, and where are all those sunbathers and swimmers now? Who knows? Well, that's it for this time on Podcasts from the Past. I'd very much like to thank my first-class guests for sharing the postcards from their pasts, Jenny Landreth and Nick Hayward. Thank you both. Thank, thank you for you. having me. Thanks. Yeah, thank you. It's lovely. And thank you at home for listening. Bye for now. see more postcards with their messages posted every day on Twitter. Do follow me at Past Postcard. And you can buy the book Postcard from the Past by me, Tom Jackson at Amazon and all good booksellers. And if you're looking for podcast production, check out wardorstudios.co.uk Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.